0: I'm Laura Vinroot Pool. For 20 years I've owned Capital, an internationally recognized specialty store. Capital has never really been about fashion. It's always been about people. What we wore was created to share the meaningful journeys that inspire me. From the designers and friends I meet on the road to the men and women with whom I work each day.
1: Everybody wants to know her.
0: Lizzie Means Duplantis and Sarah Means are the lovely sisters behind and Crosby, a collection of gorgeous handmade cowboy boots. I loved hearing their stories of their life together from growing up on a ranch in West Texas to embarking on separate careers in New York City and eventually returning to Texas to launch and Crosby. Sarah and Lizzie from Mir and Crosby, I am so excited to have you in person in the studio for the podcast.
2: Thank you. We're so honored to be here and to escape the cold snow that we had in Dallas last week. So yes and shines very welcome it
0: was so exciting to have y'all in the store and we're having a trunk show with you um, with your beautiful boots and also with jody candrian and her beautiful jewelry the feeling in the store was so completely different than it has been for an entire year and i'm really excited to kick it off with y'all well thank you and it
1: is it's so nice to be in person and to be able to interact with customers again and and i feel so inspired honestly after this trip just kind of ready to get back to work rejuvenated and your team laura i have to say is phenomenal every single human in that building and all the women with whom you work are so fantastic it's it's been fun to be around them and thank you for thank having you. us and thank you. thanks to them
0: yes well it's, I think everybody that's there really wants to be there and I think that's sort of an unusual thing
2: you can feel that <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's obvious
0: yeah. I think so your sisters first of all Sarah and Lizzie and tell me where y'all are from I'm the older of the two
2: of us and about by about eight years, but we grew up on our family's cattle ranch in, in West Texas. So we're Texans through and through and we're the fifth generation to grow up on the ranch, which is kind of cool. And we wow. now live in Dallas where we have Maren Crosby, um, our, our brick and mortar, our headquarters is, is
0: there. And your family still has the ranch and lives on the ranch, your parents or. Yes. Wow. So it's been in
1: our, um, our family since the, since 1886. Oh my God. Um, and my dad grew up on the ranch and my parents still live there. It's very much their, their main residences. And we, we raise cattle so working cattle ranch and we, we get home and out west as much as possible but growing up you know it was an hour from school so right. it was <laughs> we had quite the long commute and lots of time to be together which I think is you know one of the reasons Lizzie and I are so close
0: yeah. so. And and I think he told me it's West Texas. It's kind of near Marfa, correct? Correct. Yes. So we laugh. Like, you know, the Marfa that we grew
2: up um, (laughs) knowing is so different from the Marfa now in the coolest way. But we grew up going to Marfa when a cow needed to go to the veterinarian or for ballet lessons or to get blizzards at Dairy Queen. And now it's like where people come from all over the world to see world class art. Um, Yeah. But one of the things about the area is it's really beautiful. And in particular, people talk about the lighting. Artists flock there to. The lighting in their art, and I think that's one of the things too that kind of has colored Sarah and I in our um, vision as we imagine our collections and that sort of thing. So it's kind of fun to harken back to our
0: beginnings. Tell me about the landscape and the colors. I mean, what do they what do they look like? So
1: West Texas, you know, it's the High Desert, um, and the High Chihuahuan Desert, and it's really known for these sweeping tobosa Is the grass that grows in them Tobosa grass and when it grows up it kind of dries out and when it grows tall it dries out and turns this sort of golden not yellow it's really like more of a parched gold I would say sort of champagne color and it kind of shines in the wind and it's always windy it's like the beach right the mountains it's always windy, and so it kind of moves like seagrass in a way, which is pretty. And then there are various mountain ranges, and you can see, you know, from our house um, many of them. But they really change with the light. Um, and so in the mornings they'll be more gray, and then later in the, you know, in the afternoon they're purple, and then blue, and then the sunsets are exquisite, and the mm-hmm. sky is so big. My dad always says it's funny the mountains sort of move based mm-hmm. on the light from where you're standing, yeah. you know, just kind of the way things hit him. Um And mm-hmm. so there's always some kind of discovery too in that, in the, just the way things hit or, you know, oh gosh, I never noticed that boulder there. Whether well, it be like
2: color or structure. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and one more thing too about like the ranch and growing up there that I think, I mean, I, I really appreciate, especially now as I'm older and, and now I'm, as I'm a mother, but again, dad had two girls and a boy and he's a really hard worker and sets so a fantastic example, but I love that he never kind of gave us a pass because we were girls. We were <laughs> expected to get up when he did and with the men and we worked c- cattle and just as they did. And it, it kind of stunk in college because we had to come home at spring break to work cattle and everybody else was going to Mexico, <laughs> you know, but I, I was, I so appreciate that. And I remember one kind of funny story and he still reminds me of this, but it been a long day. We were home for lunch and, um, I kind of rode up next to him and got off my horse and he said, Hey Liz, I'll take your reins and I'll, um, why don't you run up in the house and make, make, make us a sandwich. And I said, dad, I'm either going to be a cowgirl, I'm going to be a cook, but I'm not going to do both. (laughs) Did he laugh? We laughed laughed. He was like, fair enough. you know." And then he
1: walked up and made his own sandwich. Yeah, that's right.
2: I mean, I think I, I think I helped on the sandwich. I wouldn't be in a brat, but I was just like, you know, I, I appreciate that. And I think he really instilled in us a work ethic that, um, you know, has held true to today and and I'm grateful for.
0: How do you picture yourself in New York from that? Like, how do you go, how do you two (laughs) girls go from, from outside of Marfa to, to New York, back to Dallas?
1: You know, our parents are huge encouragers and have always really encouraged us to kind of get out and to experience other things. And so any opportunity we had when we were younger to travel or go to summer camp or, you know, learn something new. They they certainly pushed us to to do, but we, you know, we do kind of laugh. My mom is a total city girl, um, and <laughs> and she's fabulous and, and very chic. In fact, my dad asked her to marry him three times, <laughs> and she said no the first two because she just said she just couldn't imagine living on a, a ranch. She couldn't imagine the lifestyle, which you know it, it is a, a different lifestyle, and I respect that. But love went out in the end. Um And so she, a te- she was a Texan. She, is, then? Uh-huh, she grew up in El Paso, yeah. okay, um, which is in in far far West right. Texas. Point being, she always you know. We, we got out quite a bit, and <laughs> my dad especially loves to travel. When we were in New York, he loved to come see us, which was so fun. You know, would wear his cowboy hat because it just obviously <laughs> didn't occur to him not to. I mean, he literally doesn't own a loafer or a dress shoe. I mean, he has it's tux hilarious. boots, I the whole it. thing.
2: and we'll, we'll travel like, you know, in Europe, where we did growing up, like in summers and stuff, and he wore his boots and his cowboy hat, and he was like a celebrity but by the time we left Florence. Everyone knew John Means. <laughs> it didn't
0: seem unusual to you growing up until you would go to Florence or to New York, and you would see that no, no nobody else's dad had that. Well, And that's kind of, I think, how the business began. It was just –
2: it was very much in our – like aesthetic I guess to wear cowboy boots and yeah. so Sarah and I had a very what we thought was a very chic collection growing up and our cousins and the factory in South Texas where our boots are handmade so they're right. domestically produced and they're hand lasted which is really an impressive yeah. art so they would allow us because of our relationship with them as family to play with custom colors and fabrications so we um, came up with this edit of a, of a really cool kind of collection and we wear the same size which is also <laughs> super helpful so we could justify anything but so again like we, we went to boarding school and then college. And then moved to New York, I was there about 10 years in finance. Sarah worked in fashion, but we wore our boots. So I went to Goldman Sachs in my theory pencil skirts. Didn't we all Um, (laughs) And have that theory closet and and my cowboy boots and people loved them. And then kind of- You literally wore them to work every day? Oh yeah. They were just kind of part of what I knew.
1: You know, to Lizzie's point, she was working uptown in a much more kind of serious environment. And I was downtown in a much more creative environment. And didn't matter. I mean, anybody, so many people on the street would stop and ask us, you know, kind of where we'd gotten them. And we just noticed that time and again, we really felt like, particularly for women, I didn't know where to send them yeah. Um, because so many of the cowboy boots that were ready to buy off the shelf were, you know, kind of made for men and tweaked for women or, you know, frankly, rhinestones and hot pink. And we kind of felt like maybe designed by men for women rather sure. than <laughs> designed by women for women, which I think you'll appreciate.
0: Well, and I also think made probably in Florence. I mean, not to not to disparage Italian shoes, but I think one of the things that's really interesting about your shoes, and I really, I never knew it until I tried yours on, they feel They're so, so comfortable and they're not, I never had cowboy boots before because they don't feel good. I mean, but yours are real, but, but I think that's the thing. So when you would try, I'm sure when you would try to tell your friends like, Oh, I mean, Isabel Marant made a, you know, a boot this season, you should try it. Like you shouldn't actually, you should actually just wear (laughs) yours.
2: Well, you're sweet to say that. But yeah, and and, and to your point, like we wear them traveling. We wore them up and down the streets of New York. And um, And
1: my my dad wears them to work every single day out on the ranch, (laughs) you know, and he's in his his cowboy boots truly all day and horseback and and down and around. And so I think they have to be as functional as they are beautiful. And we've had such a fun time trying to focus on the beauty part, you know, because the functions kind of checked. They're perfectly, you know, so so well made and handmade, uh, which is obviously really special.
0: When did you dream up the idea of really doing this together? You were both in New York at the time? We we were so I think I kind of vividly remember we were
2: going to Gramercy Park for market one day or no yeah. Maybe Union Square Market, excuse me. And and it was just a beautiful summer day. And I think I had on uh, like a yellow Mexican dress and my boots and Sarah had something kind of similar on. But we were stopped on the corner and I was just like, gosh, do you not feel, we've been together that day and maybe it had a couple drinks at brunch, I don't know. But I was <laughs> like, do you not feel like this just seems to resonate like across the board, men, women, young, old. Like it's it's so cool that people, it, I think there's something about the cowboy boot, it's such a romantic silhouette. Mm. It's kind of all Americana. And I was like, let's do something where we fill the void in the market for what's kind of an upscale kind of chic contemporary boot. And Sarah was kind of like, yeah, yeah. But it, it became a conversation we had
1: Kind of, we just fixated on it. You know, at, yeah. at birthdays we'd drink champagne and talk about how fun this is going to be. Or when we were bored on a hike on the ranch, we'd right. you know plan out how cool the studio would be and talk about designs and colors. And, and kind of the point where it truly it got a little obsessive. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it was kind of something we talk about all the time that we might do in our second careers. And I was getting married at the time and having children. And Sarah was going on to law school. And and then it was kind of one of those things. I don't know, Laura. Like, and I'm sure the Lord's hand was in it. But suddenly, like. Someone kind of approached us about, they'd heard we kind of had this idea and then space opened up in Holland Park Village, which we were really excited about being there. And we approached our cousins at the factory and maybe a little (laughs) hesitantly, they took on our project and it snowballed. And and so we've been in business for three and a half years now. Wow.
0: It, It feels like longer. And to be honest, the product itself it feels like longer also because it's so refined. It's so beautiful. Um, I've never seen anything like it and I've never felt anything like it. I've said that before, but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm blown away by it. Well, really.
2: coming from you. That's a huge, huge compliment. So <laughs> I, I, I do that.
0: try on a lot of shoes. <laughs> so we'll I'm, I'm actually the fit model for the shoes. I'm a six and a half. So I, I, I actually have tried that. on pretty much every shoe on that's earth. That's great. <laughs> that's really fun. Talk to me about growing up. What's your first fashion memory?
1: <laughs> oh, my grandmother, my dad's mom, um, oh. who lived on the ranch with us, was really... Everybody says this about their grandmothers, I think, but ours was really chic. And
0: It was your paternal grandmother? hmm paternal. Yeah.
1: And she always, always, always kept a copy of the Neiman's, the book. Oh, yeah. You know, the Neiman Marcus catalog was yeah. called the book. A real Texans. Oh, oh, true. <laughs> we are Neiman's kids, um, being the Texans that we are. And it was always on her coffee table. And I remember... Lizzie and Coley, my older brother, who's um, in between us, were at a basketball tournament or something with our parents, and so I was staying with Grammy, our grandmother, and she had this green leather sofa in her in her office. And so I remember getting the book and then going and sitting next to her by the hour, and we were talking about the looks in the book. And I vividly remember this so well, um, and I think that really kind of sparked my obsession with fashion magazines. But I mean, I was gosh five or six I really remember it really well
0: well even I mean catalogs more than magazines right I mean I grew up with that too it was such a
1: thing absolutely nobody needs the copy just give me the (laughs) picture exactly
0: Well, and it's, it's,
2: I, we should preface this conversation by saying Sarah is much more fashion forward and loves the fashion. I've always, again, I'm like the, you know, operation <laughs> side of the business. So really, she's kind of brought me along on this journey. Like I kind of, you know, she rolls her eyes all the time. I'm like, who is, I mean, what was the latest one? So that's
1: not true at all. In fact, you know, <laughs> my older fashion years really were started by Lizzie when she introduced me to Seven Jeans. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. That's uh-huh. true. Yeah. <laughs> That and she was in college and I was a little younger and that was whew, game changing. Yeah. Laura, game changing. <laughs>
2: we actually had one of the founders of Seven come in the studio and design boots recently. I was oh, like, wow. Oh
0: my gosh! You know, it's the first meeting it like, like, Calvin Klein. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really cool. So. and then shopping. Did y'all go? Did you make a pilgrimage like y'all would go to Dallas with your mom for back to school shopping? Exactly. And, and, and wow. so
1: it's so funny. We, I kind of feel like we only really shopped twice a year. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then
0: it became like a big
2: kind of. We went on girls trips and now we still do them. And we kind of would get to New York, like, in August and kind of do a big haul, which right. was so yeah. fun. And we still do that. Now it's kind of migrated to being more on the holidays, which is really special and fun. My first fashion memory, this is kind of fun. So I'm, I, how would you describe my personality?
1: We would say, uh, Lizzie's, you know, borders on things. I'm kidding. She's the most charming, most gregarious, most fun person <laughs> I in like the room the little, all the time. a little spark, little color. But definitely not subtle, this one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so we flew, we were flying into New York and I was, I was young. I mean, I maybe like maybe in junior high, I remember my mom leaning over and I was like staring out the window. You know, you come in over the city and you can see the Statue of Liberty and surrounded by water in Manhattan. It's like this. And I remember dad being like, you know, the it's just, when you think about how small Manhattan is and all that's right, on it, it's exactly. just amazing.
0: It's just a little Yeah, island. he made some
2: reference to like how many Manhattans could fit in Texas. And I was like, "What?" you know. <laughs> but um, I remember mom saying, Lizzie, they say this is the city that doesn't sleep. You're going to love it. And I was just like taken with it from the moment we, we landed. But we were staying at a hotel and there was a cute little kind of shoe boutique on the corner. Others, there are so many. But I remember there was this pair of cherry... Like patterned platforms in the window. And I was like, Mom, have to have those cherry platforms. And she was like, Absolutely not. Like, where are you going to wear cherry <laughs> platforms? You know, on the ranch. in Van Horn, Texas, and on the ranch. We and did. then they have white patent straps. White patent something straps. Something really, really
1: special. Like <laughs> so white patent special.
2: straps. Oh. Anyways, a long story short is I um, pocketed money throughout the trip. Like, you know, here's money to go to the concession stand during a Broadway <laughs> show or here's money to get peanuts at the Yankees game and saved up enough and snuck out and bought them and stuffed them in my suitcase and brought them home. And mom, I, no. I, we, we got past it. But honestly, I'm so proud of those stinking shoes. I loved them. I wore them a ton. I got a ton of compliments <laughs> from them too. I think I brought platforms to West Texas. Oh, you're such a trendsetter. I really am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you, yeah, you brought platforms before the fake Prada store brought them to Marfa. See? See? <laughs> It's just a foreshadowing. Exactly. Oh, I love that. So, and your uncle owns the Rio, tell me, Rios?
1: Yes, Rios of Mercedes. Of Mercedes. Mm-hmm.
0: And did you grow up knowing it and Absolutely.
1: All that? So we say the word uncle a little bit loosely, but you know how us Southerners are, yes. everybody's family. <laughs> um, and he really is. He's just my dad's cousin as opposed to being, um, yeah. you know. But sibling. his age but is uncle age. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uncle <laughs> trainer. And he, he purchased the Rios of Mercedes factory, which actually has been in existence since the late 1800s. So it's been in our family since the '60s, and, and it's, in West Texas, it's in South Texas actually, okay. right down in the valley, so in the tip tip um, of South Texas. Rio's focus is, you know, mostly on wholesale, so they make boots that then go to larger retailers and all Western retailers. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they really make true work boots, beautiful, but you know, right. work boots, um, for, for people that are really working in them and, uh, they do nothing direct to consumer, but huh. they did, would do customs for friends and family. So that's kind of how we snuck in there. But to answer your question, yes, we, we, you know, went several times, had been there and my dad, you know, has a custom last that all of his right. boots are built on and, and that kind of thing. And he gets four a year and he has a black text boot and a, you know, two brown boots and, you know, it's beautiful. So it's Ivy covered, uh, you know, and it has this sweet neon sign outside. And then you walk in and uh, really what's amazing about it is the artisans. I mean, some the pe- women, men and women that work there have been doing it for ge- many for generations, yeah. truly, and then many for decades. And wow. the two um, of the people that were there and my uncle bought it have now been there upwards of 50 years. Can wow. you imagine if five decades? Um, wow. And it all really is done by hand. So totally hand lasted, you know, hand-finished, all of the heels are built by hand, all leather stacked, all of that. So it's Really, kind of blows your mind to go through and watch the production line. When you think about how many hours and how many hands hold each pair of boot, it it really blows your mind.
2: It's fun to take people to the factory because I think until you're there, you're just like, gosh, like it's really eye-opening.
0: And also that that's in America and that we don't know a lot about that, I guess, right?
2: And when
1: so much is being you know mechanized, it's really crazy to think about the amount of work that goes into a, a product that is that you, want, you choose to have made by hand instead of having something that could be machine-made. But the double-edged sword of that is that you know all right. of our boots are just a little bit unique so uh, because they're made
0: entirely by
2: hand. Unique, um, and they take some time to get in, which is the well, other kind of
0: trick. Yeah, that was what I was going to say, too, that you have to be patient. I, I'm interested to, to understand the results of the trunk show and that um, what was bought off the rack, say, and what was ordered. Because I remember in 2008, trunk shows stopped being a thing because people didn't want to wait for anything at all like if they couldn't take it that day the end and I think there's something in the mindset of traumatic times I guess you know that people they're kind of like I don't even know if I'm going to be here in six months (laughs) like do I have to wait for? (laughs) Do I I don't know if I can wait six weeks for the blue and when is that ever
1: truer than this year yes
0: I know So when y'all were in New York or when you were, I guess, in college and just outside, you you had started to have your boots made there?
1: Mm-hmm. So the deal was we couldn't have them made until our feet stopped growing. So it was really <laughs> about, you know, because they're totally custom made. Um, so it was really kind of senior year of high school and then, you know, on. And we received them, too, from our parents for kind of special occasions. Yeah. We always say, it sounds pat, but the way that normal girls got jewelry, we got cowboy boots, yeah. custom boots. So, you know, we have TCU ones <laughs> that, you know, for when we graduated from TCU. We pledged
2: sorority when we
0: oh my God. got Lizzie certainly- has
1: cute baby boots for when her, her her four children were born really sweet when we got
2: married and then we always laugh our dad was very eager to pay for boots when we broke up with someone <laughs> Make us make us feel better. We bought we got boots, which is kind of mm-hmm. fun. Oh my god, I love that. And, but but that was kind of again like they mark our life, yeah, in a way. And it's really yeah. fun to pull a pair on and think oh, it takes me back to a certain time or, or place. We want to translate that to our customers, and so we've done a lot of work on the program to make our boots because they are heirloom quality, extra sentimental. Like we have this one really sweet aspect of our program where by which a customer can handwrite a note that's then transcribed onto leather in their handwriting like a recipe card or something right and then sewn in the liner of the boot and it's so we've had just the most like heart-wrenching and sweet and wonderful and memorable and notes come through so do y'all have a favorite
0: pair of boots and, and were they pre
2: mir and crosby
0: my wedding boots. I know that's
2: a pat <laughs> answer, but they're sky blue. They're oh, stunning. Cool. And they have my new initials on them. And my brother and sister designed them and then gifted them to me as my something blue on my wedding day, mm. which is really sweet. And so, did you wear them down the aisle? I did not. I wore, mm-hmm. and again, my my mom was like,
0: <laughs> you
2: may be a ranch kid, but you're going to wear some decent shoes in the church. <laughs> as soon as I got to this to the reception, I um, flipped them out. So yeah, which is really fun. So, and
0: how about you, Sarah?
1: My favorite is definitely um it sounds like cheating to say one that we designed doesn't it (laughs) no but our margarita boot which is sort of our capstan boot and it's filled and sprinkled Mm -hmm. with jumping stars and crescent moons um and it harkens back to the west texas night skies um you know under which we grew up and it's it's the most special boot I think in our program and I have a custom pair in navy and gold that have my initials on the front that are really special
2: and one of the things I love about the Margretta is that the stars are jumping as opposed to shooting oh. and we loved the idea of them being kind of like omens for good fortune and blessings and um, good luck so it's kind of fun yeah
0: love will you tell me a little bit about the trajectory and what y'all did in New York and kind of how that makes your partnership work so well because it obviously does
1: I think it's it's a good indication for actually how our partnership works today, our backgrounds in the city. So Lizzie worked in finance and from there transitioned to Dallas and kind of when she was ready to start a family. But she's very much the president, the business brain um of of our side and Lizzie's wicked smart. So business operations, all that fun stuff. Um and then I worked for Leffler Randall. Oh wow. Which is a contemporary. Oh interesting.
0: Shoeing. So uh-huh. his shoes.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shoes. Footwear it's it's always kind of been a thing for huh. me. And then my background I was in the wholesale team but I sat next to the production team and really kind of anytime I could try to help them out or observe what they were doing I was always sort of obsessed with the production side and I I do our production now in, in Texas and then neither one of us is classically trained so we don't pattern you know, when we have a design, we don't sit down and lay it out perfectly to scale, just because I truly can't. But we, so we work with a pattern maker in New York, who's a dear friend as well. So oh, interesting. It kind of ha- harkens back to that we have some New York tied into, and um, you know, every once in a while she'll help us really refine, you know, a design or. Send us something she thinks is really cool. It's coming down the catwalk, and it always helps. I think refine the collection a bit to have some more collaboration. That's really kind of how we delineate. Does that make sense? So basically, I I probably am the creative director, for lack yeah, of a better right. word. Kind of live in that house, and then Lizzie's really the the CEO.
2: Well, and it, it, again, Sarah's right. That kind of is like our um, where we're most comfortable as far as like what what our experiences have been up to now. But it's also kind of funny, it, and it's the best part too. People always wonder about how we work together as sisters, and. We're very different, again, as Sarah explained in kind of our our training, but also Sarah always says, like, I am much more macro, like I have the big <laughs> ideas <laughs> and kind of the, maybe of the visions, whether or not they're always, you know. <laughs> And she's, she's my idea, idea factory. And Sarah's like extremely meticulous, really, really like great at um, the details. She's able to like manage a ton at a time. She went to law school. She's really strategic in her thinking and her approach to things, but like all booming in the morning after <laughs> having been home, you know, with the kids and been up early and that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, Sarah, today we need to be in Asia. Do you think we need to be in Asia? And Sarah's like, "Sorry, wait, what? Like, you know, she's like in every
1: luxury department store in Asia. Let's see a list. I want to see a list."
0: But I mean, it is actually. A, I actually am hearing this in a funny way because I feel like Sarah, you sound like you're the practical one, and you're the creative person, and then you, Lizzie, are the finance person. But you sound like you're sort of the dreamer. It's, it's so true. That's so it's weird. So I love
2: it. Well, and it's so it just. It, 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 but here's here's how it also works, Laura. Is that I have the idea and Sarah makes it happen. So, for example. <laughs> Jenna Bush take the role of Kathy Lee Gifford yes. on the Today Show, and she was going to make that big debut with right. Hoda Copy, who we love, both of them. Jenna's so cute. And so I was, oh, isn't she the cutest? Yeah. I love Jenna. I love Barbara, too. And, but oh, I was nice. like, Sarah, let's get Jenna to get boots on the show. Like, wouldn't that be fun yeah. if Hoda gifted her a pair of Ben Crosby's? Sarah's like, oh, today, is this really what I'm going to deal with? And so Sarah makes a couple phone calls, and guess <laughs> what?
1: Well, and not to mention it was Wednesday, and she was debuting on Friday.
2: <laughs> And Sarah got, like, her initials on them and got them sent Did up there. Did you really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And she, like, had them on the show. It was so fun. But that's just a good example of kind of how Sarah gets it done after I had the great idea. That's hey, awesome. No, not at all.
1: Lizzie's, <laughs> Lizzie's wicked smart no. and definitely a doer. But um, it is, it is to your point, you know, we try to use both sides of your brain, of our brains all the time. that's I think well, that's that rare. keeps us sharp. So no, I think people are <laughs> usually focus. really
0: pigeonholed into one. And and so I think it's interesting. It's probably why it's y'all work fun. well together. Will you talk to me about the name Mirren Crosby? Sure.
2: So Mirren is a play on our great-grandfather's name, and um, his name was Marion, but we liked Mirren. It's also another uh, word for her and we like the kind of biblical implications of this being a gift to God. But his name was Marion, but he went by bug, um, and <laughs> just has all kinds of great stories. And he married this wonderful woman who was quite influential in um, my father's life, and she was a character. She married kind of a maybe similar story to my mom. She married um, a cowman in West Texas, and her family was kind of like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> what are you doing? And so she left her family He was involved in the oil business in Midland, moved to Far West Texas. And she told Bug at the time, like, well, I've just got to impress them every time I go back to Midland the big city. And so she bought a Cadillac. Every time she went back to to Midland (laughs) to see her family, it was pretty funny. But they have cute stories. They were really, I think, charismatic and really wonderful people. So that's that. And then Crosby is a pasture on our family's cattle ranch. Um, But also a street in New York we both lived on. And we loved the synergy of New York meets West Texas and kind of, I think, things that have influenced us in, in our lives and having started this business, so.
0: How yeah. nice! Can you tell me what it felt like to see your boots with mixed with high fashion? I mean, did you everything that would happen?
1: Oh, It was really special. But we got you know we started to collaborate and then went to we were in several design meetings with Problem himself and he's so creative and it's so fun to watch his brain work and and he has an eye for color Great unlike color. anybody yeah. I've ever seen and you know that about his prints and oh man it makes my mouth water but he's also <laughs> a joy and a joy to be around. And um, talk and about so, a dynamic
2: personality. He's yeah. he's just fabulous. really like he has a magnetic kind of personality. He's really cool yeah. so him
1: personally it was so fun and then we got to go to his show which was so sweet of him to
2: allow us to come when when the
1: collection debuted on, on the runway and it was his 10th anniversary and the theme for the show was who gets to be american and so he oh, felt wow. like including cowboy boots was a you know was a a gesture kind of back to some of the Western roots um, in our nation and all that. So it was such a special moment. And of course the looks were fabulous, but then to celebrate the collection, we hosted him in Dallas and had a mini runway show, decided to open the show with, rodeo girls horseback oh in kind god. of pastel candy colored suits and so they walked in with flags um, streaming behind them on horseback oh you know the god. way that uh, in the rodeo that Grand Intrigue comes in they came in with with Maren Crosby loves probable wrong flags and then
2: there was a run, a quick runway show an abbreviated look um, and they came into um, the yellow rose of Texas which was oh fun oh my so god we well, had did a, you cry the, your eyes out oh we had so much fun it was like kind of like my wedding I feel yeah. like you know <laughs> it sounds like it it was really fun I mean just in the way that I felt that night yeah and um, and again, he was so gracious, and we had wonderful hostesses and um, that evening, and served ranch waters, and had a big time. It was all, really of fa-
1: all of our favorite things. It was very colorful.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. Any other dream collaborations? Oh, I mean, yes. yes.
2: <laughs> I actually told the other day, hilarious. I was like, again, you know, I'm learning my fashion, and I'm learning my designers, guys. So don't don't laugh. But I said, I said, we really like we're kind of starting to focus a little more on our men's collection too. I think that we're trying to kind of bring it up and we've been so focused on our women's and there's a lot to do with men. But I was like, I just think Tom Ford is so handsome and so <laughs> dapper. I'm going to get him involved. Yeah. I feel girl. good about it. He's, yes, from,
0: he's from New Mexico. See, that's yeah. Sarah's
2: job next week. I had the idea she's got to figure it out.
1: <laughs> and, and then the week after that, every department store in Asia. <laughs> I'm going to be busy, Laura. Think of me.
0: <laughs> You're going to have a lot of work to do. Will you talk a little bit about the origin of cowboy boots and why they're special to Texans? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I think, you know, the origin's really more out of necessity, but they're kind of the first reports of them really start in true South America and then also up through Mexico on on the big ranchlands and all of that. And then it matriculated. North, but unique to Texas, and that you know they're so functional. You know, people would gather their herds down in you know north north what now is northern Mexico, south you know Texas, New Mexico, kind of in the west, and then drive everything up north to Kansas City to market, right? And the guys would get paid in Kansas City, and bring all that cash back down, and then order new boots when they got home. And this is kind of a fun story, but traditionally custom boots had white piping up the side. And so several of our styles, particularly in our men's collection, boast white piping up the side. And that was how you don't, you know, that was the sign that they were custom. That was the delineation there. But um, people would get paid, come home, make custom boots, and then wear them (laughs) up to the next year and then get paid, come home, make custom boots, that kind of thing. So there are these great boot makers and they kind of follow, you know, the trail of the, of the, the cattle drives, for lack of a better word.
0: Interesting. How many pairs do you have?
1: Oh, so again, Lizzie and I are we're the same size, so right. we um, can really justify anything, and then you know love to collect vintage too. So it's it's getting to be a little bit of a problem. We, uh,
2: we hoard a bunch of our, our parents' house, and Mom's always like, "You guys have got to get home and clean out these closets." <laughs>
0: My mom dropped me a big box this week and stuff. Don't you love that? <laughs> I do love it, but I I'm mean, also like, oh, I just want to keep it in my room at oh, home. I feel the <laughs> same way. And I remember like my mom
2: gave away all my sorority t shirts, and I was like, mom, wait, what? And she's like, Lizzie, you are 40 with children. You're not going to wear these. I'm like, but those need to be in my room at home. You know, this is so funny. <laughs> my daughter oh. raids
0: my room at home all the time, and she'll oh. come in, you know, she'll walk in, and I'm just like, oh my God, I knew I, knew I wanted to see that again. I <laughs> am so jealous. It I bet I, your closet is I fun, fun. I bet imagine. the
1: archives of your closet that are fun too. Yeah. They're
0: good, but they're same like boarding school hippied out. Oh, like, so so <laughs> cool though. Oh, I love that. Wait,
1: to that point though, you spent some time in West Texas, or in the West, no, in Arizona no.
0: or New Mexico? No, my brother lives in Arizona. Oh, yes, I did. Well, did no, you on no, a, no, on no. a
1: scholarship or a, nope. a Fulbright or something nope. really cool?
0: Oh, yeah, right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was a Fulbright. No, I dropped out of college, actually. I, I went to Chapel Hill, and I dropped out of college, and I did a Knolls semester. And it was in New Mexico, but it was also, that was the first time I went to Marfa, because we drove down and we canoed down the Rio Grande. So cool. Yeah, and and this was, I don't know, I mean, I was 20 years old or something, so same thing. Like Marfa was not Marva.
1: No. Different, isn't it? A pretty <laughs> part of the world, though. Oh,
0: it's spectacular! It That's was, amazing. it was one of the most incredible things I've done in my life. The canoeing down the Rio Grande. It's cool.
1: I lucky to catch it in a year that had uh, water. water in it. Right, so you right. Just, you know.
0: Yeah, it was in um, October, November. So interesting, too. Every other night we would sleep either in in Texas or in Mexico. That's I mean, it. It was so really cool. Yeah, <laughs> Lizzie, what do you admire most about Sarah? Oh, I don't even know where, where to start. And I, <laughs> no,
2: and I say that so, like, heartfelt. I mean, she's she's my best friend. I tease Seth, my husband. He's wonderful all the time. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I feel kind of bad, though. Like, if something happened, I'd want you to know, yeah, You're so you not Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just my rock. And she's really, really good about uh, – I love how I can come to her with a problem or a concern or even an exciting idea. And Sarah's really, really good about thinking through it and coming up with a really kind of great answer and approach or – just she's just kind of my life coach in so many ways and just just, she really is she's she's and she's like the most humble most noble um I mean I see behind the scenes what she could do or what we could you know she's just always on the up and up and I admire her greatly for her um for her character as well how about you Sarah
1: oh Lizzie has truly the biggest heart in the entire world and people are really drawn to Lizzie and it's it's you can see naturally why, um, she's the most truly outgoing, gregarious person in the room. Make sure everybody feels important because they are to her. They're so important. She's the, people always say that, you know, people are really, I'm a people person. And, and she really is like a, kind of in a, a way that I think is a, amazing. And I've never seen anybody else, but biggest heart and, um, truly too. She gets so much done in a day. It would blow <laughs> your mind. I mean, she has four children and runs her business and we work really, really hard and have a really small team, particularly right now. And, um, and you know, marriage and friendships and volunteer work and, you know, her church work. I mean, she, she's amazing, truly amazing. So if I could be anybody, I would be, uh, I would be half as productive as Lizzie today <laughs> and half as charming.
0: It's really sweet. Helps to have a good partner. So there you go. It does. Do you think y'all ever moved to the ranch?
1: you know that's so funny I had this conversation recently I took some friends to our ranch in New Mexico we also have one in Texas and was saying I really think I could live here um I'd love to I I don't know what the social scene would look like you know it, seriously <laughs> yeah. I mean I don't really know who you'd run around with and what going to dinner would look like now it's you'd just...
0: have to go up to Ohio to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: to make new be You to come back down <laughs> <laughs> the, the Kansas Trail, um, but Dan and Dad, I, I could, I could totally live there. I love it, and yeah. it's a, t- you know, also a ton of work in its own, in its own right. But
0: I
2: probably could. What, what about you, you Lizzie?
0: Lizzie's like, no.
2: Well, here's the deal. <laughs> I love the ranch. It's where I go, where I feel most grounded, most safe. Yeah. It's, it's my retreat. Um, I love, too, that my children are you know, the sixth generation to spend time there. I remember my dad saddled a horse for my daughter the first time she rode, and he kind of teared up. And he was like, wow, like, June is the sixth generation to ride a horse Aww. on this ranch. It's really, really precious. And it's really such a neat, there's not a lot of people have inside. Don't take it for granted. That said, to Sarah's point, I'm, I'm extremely social and probably need a few <laughs> more people around.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you got a lot of people in school. And we that, got a lot, lot of people in school. Draw, that hour drive. That hour drive. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yep. We laugh. So when we were growing up, we had a school car. It was an old Crown Victoria. <laughs> and whoever was old enough, there was quite a few families live on the ranch. Right. So there was lots of children going to school, which is fun. They were all our best friends and that kind of thing. But um, whoever was old enough drove the Crown Vet to school. And at one point, it was um, me. I was a third grader. <laughs> God. We have all kinds of kind of road experiences, that is but hilarious. Laura,
1: we pit, would pit, and this is NASCAR country. Yeah, here we could pit a pit crew to shame. Yeah, we could change a flat tire, and I was obviously the littlest, and it was my job to just stand there and jump on the, you know, right. the, the, the thing. I limited, mean, we hilarious. On. We were like, we could change a tire and like. But two we had seconds. to make
2: the buzz. We'd be late for school, and then there was tardies or late for like things like volleyball practice and stuff. And then you had to run, so you know we had to we had to get that tire change.
0: I bet y'all when y'all got to New York, you were like, give me more, like show me <laughs> something hard, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Not Texans at
0: all. are different people. Like y'all, really are different people.
1: Right, a little eccentric. I, I'll, I'll say uh, thank you, but I think yeah, that's what you mean. It's
0: such a compliment. No, it's, it's a different planet. It really is. Oh it's, my it's, god, itself. It's true. Oh, I love Texans. I love. Te- I love Texan women. I mean, oh. they're just the coolest. I'm gonna agree with you on that I too. <laughs> A lot of our listeners are aspiring entrepreneurs. Can you talk about the most difficult part of starting the business?
1: For me, I think it was starting. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I think the hardest part of starting is starting, um, <laughs> and not you know not necessarily that I'm a procrastinator, but I think that I honestly could have sat in the store and never ever unlocked the door and let anybody in that first you know that first day because I just didn't feel like you know the SKUs and our point of sale system were perfect, or you know that the, there was a brown thread where there should be a black thread on one side, you know, little things like that. Um, I think that I, I would never have kind of started, um, I think, you know, the same is true of my math homework. It was really hard to start. And so I hated starting. Hey,
0: but you know what? That is a characteristic of a perfectionist. And Sarah oh. is one. Yes. That's
1: yes. sweet. I don't know about that, but, um, that's what I would say. But that's Lizzie, not a compliment.
0: yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I'm working on it. I am.
1: But, um, but I think, yeah, for me, that was it. But Liz, you'll have a better answer. No,
2: no, I don't have a better answer, but I, I think too, I encourage people to, to, use people around them who have done, have gone before them right. and who have done things and like use your network, like talk to people and, and, and bounce ideas off people. Let them give you feedback. And I think when you start to get, be validated by people saying, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Or, have you thought about and, I would, you know, consider you start to piece it all together, it'll start to take motion and people will be excited for you and and be supportive. We laugh. So, for example, I I really, really think that Mark Cuban is a fantastic businessman and I really respect a lot of how he approaches his business and businesses and all what he's done and how far he's come. So I email him all the time.
1: (laughs) No, you know, we laugh. Mark Cuban's Lizzie's unpaid life coach.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. And he emails me back. I love but it. That's what I'm saying, like, it. just ask, you yeah. know, yeah, ask. Yeah. And, and I've gotten all kinds of great, like, lessons from him. And um, But anyways, it's just a good example of people want to be Want you to be successful, and they want to be supportive, and, totally and, and agree. honestly, they're really flattered. So ask them. I know. think people want to help you. People want to help you, and, yeah.
1: and, and I think coming with a specific ask when you ask that is really important. Agreed too. So, so do the work to def, you know to refine your idea enough that you can articulate it and ask the question, and then let them answer it.
2: Agreed. And do it in a way that saves time for them. Exactly. Whether that's a quick phone call or yeah, you know, sometimes like lunch can be hard to. But if, you know, I just shoot Mark a quick note and he writes back. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, Liz, I'm sure
1: he'd love to go to lunch, though. <laughs> he
0: will. He, he doesn't even know it's coming. We're going to be best. I'd like so. to see him. I'd like to see him on the ranch. What does success look like for Maren Crosby? So I, I, I bet we both have different answers to that, Sarah.
1: I'll go first. Okay. You want me to? Yeah. I think success for me for Maren Crosby looks like cowboy boots being really Air, in every kind of, buddy's closet, right? So not just a fashion gal, not just a Texan, not just, um, you know, a, 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 just truly in everybody's closet, like the way that everybody has a sneaker or everybody has a dress shoe or everybody has a loafer or a great sandal. I, I think to me, success looks like that also being a cowboy boot.
0: Well, I can promise you that if they try on yours, then they will be Thank you. truly. That's kind well, I remember vividly, my brother-in-law
2: is super chic, lives in New York. He and his partner have the cutest little 12-year-old girl. Now, I can't believe Julia is 12. Aww. But he's a, he's a huge um, mentor to me and counsels me greatly in, in lots of our business ventures. Sarah and I had a conversation with David as we began the business, and he said the same thing. He was like, kind of put some goals out there. you know. And he was like, what would you, what would you just die over? And I was like, David, if we're ever in vogue. I'll just fall over. (laughs) Like I can't even imagine, you know. Um, And since then we have been, which was super, super exciting. And um, it's one of those things that Sarah and I talk about it a lot. It's so – we've got to be good about kind of like relishing those moments and realizing when we – when a dream or when an aspiration or when a goal is realized. And so I think that's really special. And and going forward, honestly, Laura, like I'm so thrilled to even be sitting with you you today. The people we've met along the way and the connections we have now and people who have taken interest in our business is is a real sign of Mm – of success, I think. And I think too, personally, I feel so fulfilled by our business. And I think that there's something to that as well, you know, yeah. call that success. So, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, I, and I will warn you just 25 years in for me, there is not a lot of celebration in fashion. Maybe it's just not in business in general, but there's not a lot of reflection or celebration. And I think it is really important to... And why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I It's always looking forward. It's always, it's you know, true. there's just very little of like, hey, that was really cool that we did that. I don't know know, if it's because it moves so quickly or what, but I completely agree with that. We try really hard um, to do it differently. I mean, and that's from working with a coach, a leadership coach, but our whole team tries to celebrate more because it's a, it's a hard business. It's funny. I feel like the highs are really high and the lows are
2: really low. And I wonder if that, but literally, literally, you can vouch for me on the same day, we got a note that we would be published in Vogue, which we were super excited about. And we found out that someone was knocking off our boots (laughs) and selling them. And we had to get on a phone with a lawyer to discuss sending out a letter to cease and desist. And it's just like, I didn't even know where to, I mean, I had to leave (laughs) work. I was so overwhelmed. By You're life. like, I don't even know how it I'm was feeling like from, right now. Exactly. I was like, we're going to need some margaritas. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute, you know?
0: Well, and, and in a way, you also could celebrate being knocked off because <laughs> that well, is, that's, that's what pretty Sarah cool said. too. That's exactly what Sarah was like. So see, we've made it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> You should have added
2: that
1: to your list of North Stars for you. Yeah. Well.
2: <laughs> when someone copies us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
1: I think too, Laura, you're so good about this, and you've set such an example of that for us, but we've always been, we've particularly been really touched by the women that have championed us and kind of helped us along the way and and our mentors, and I think you do a fantastic job of that uh, especially, but something Lizzie and I really want to work on, um, you know, taking advantage of, but also extending um, to people, and so that's a a real focus for us. Mm -hmm.
0: I think the most important question on the podcast, I have to know what you both wore to the prom and where in the world did you go to get it? Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? Lizzie? Okay. <laughs> so, well,
2: I went to two proms. I, oh, I yeah. but just fun. <laughs> I went to junior prom and senior prom, which was really, really fun. But um, this is hilarious. My, my junior prom story... I do not know what the label was, Laura, but mom took me to El Paso, which was two yeah. and a half hours away to pick it at Dillard's. And it was lavender. So, <laughs> you remember this?
1: I'm going to say it was a special shade of lavender. It was a
2: special shade of lavender with silver and um, like daisies that made up the straps on it. Is that fair?
1: And they were metal, right? I think so.
0: Oh, well, that sounds really pretty. Well,
2: you know, I thought. I thought so. My mom, it's so sweet. And she, like, you learned, too. Like, I was in high school, you know. And yeah. I was like, oh, mom just doesn't get it. This is so cool. And she's like, you just, lavender is not your color, <laughs> you know. And it real. I looked back at pictures, but. Um, you I look was, like
0: a corpse. I, I really
2: <laughs> did. But two things. One is that we, you know, we're from West Texas. We Everyone worships Selena. Right, you know right, thing? sure. And so I went through this period where I, too, outlined my lips in brown lip okay. liner. Yes. So I had my lavender dress, my brown lip liner lips, and then did my hair like her, which was, like you know, lots of Aquanet yes. hairspray, and and I I thought I looked fabulous. But when we got home, we realized that um, the security tag had been left on, and at the time, it was one of those when you open it, ink no. spews everywhere. Lizzie, what? And we're two and a half hours, and I think this was like on a <laughs> Sunday. Ni- Sunday, and we, you know, had- I think it was maybe when
1: you put it on. I mean, it was oh, like yes, prom day. You're right. Bay. You're right. That's oh, yes, exactly
2: right. My God. And um, that we had a I have a more mischievous friend, shall we say, um, Chris, <laughs> who was able to come over and get it off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never really asked him why he knew how to do yeah, that. Right? But there was nowhere in our hometown to take it. I mean, nobody oh, had that kind of machine, God. right? There wasn't retail like and that. And
2: my cute prom date—he's still a good friend of mine—take um, me to his grandmother's restaurant. We had enchiladas before, and mom was like, "You're eating enchiladas, You're red
0: enchiladas in <laughs> On your a yeah." Dress. But listen, if the ink could have blown up, it could have been like a dip dye Maybe. That could have been cool too. But here you go. But your mom would have been country. happier, maybe. But.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only an artist would would come up with, and yes. it'll be beautiful with enchilada sauce you and ink love. on it, Laura. Only you would come up with I that. I
0: love your background, but
2: yeah, that's mine. Sarah, you you're that's the a great one. Cool. That is a great one.
1: So I was dying for this. Uh, green and white kind of floral print BCBG that was Bay J uh huh exactly <laughs> that was a it was actually a um, prize dress. dress okay. straight up was a prize right. dress and I was dying for it so I went to my mom I was in boarding school and my mom came to Austin and we went to the mall we love the mall
2: uh huh oh branch yeah. kids we loved the mall for sure. and pizza delivery the fact that you can call and pizza comes to your door is still
1: <laughs> truly she, she lived in New York for a decade and the fact that you can still order pizza and it comes to your house it still kind of blows our mind. <laughs> I mean, it really does. It's, it's pretty magical. But, uh, so we went to the mall and we went to the BCBG BCBJ store and, um, was, you know, asked if they had the dress. They didn't have the dress and I had a magazine cut out of it, of course, or maybe a catalog and they didn't have the dress, but we found one that was white and kind of, it was lace and it was tiered all the way down with a big satin ribbon that tied in the back um, and green? spaghetti no, straps, it was cream. Okay, it was kind okay. of cream, and it was maybe a little bridal. Um, but I thought it was so cool.
2: And I flew down and did your hair. Aww, yep. She and, did. And um, what?
1: So and
0: what did you? What was your hair like? Oh, sh- she just did like it was barrel curl. Uh, uh-huh. Well, actually,
1: <laughs> barrel curled first, and I have the straightest hair ever. It does not hold a curl. And then she pulled it back in this. You know, the side pony was mm, really cool. Pretty. So I had a, a really deep side part, and then a little side pony with some with some curl and a little
2: that wisps It was pretty special. Uh-huh. But don't worry, pretty. I am um,
1: got asked by a senior. So. I felt very cool okay. so I had a senior date and a good dress and my sister did my hair
2: our and mom is long suffering Laura if you can't tell poor thing we, we actually called her this morning from Capital and was like there's just a couple really special things don't you love your daughters I I don't, you don't
1: mind you, you need some Southwest miles right you don't mind if we put those on your credit card
2: we have a rule um, with our brother that we're two or more gathered mom pays hilarious she's getting a little tired of it and now that is, we're
1: gathering every day she doesn't hilarious. love that as much.
2: that's so good I love that Thank y'all so much. I, uh, I just loved, loved don't having you, you please come back. We would love that. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you. What We Wore is produced by Capital and Balto Creative Media. The original song, Someone So Enchanting, was composed and performed by Britt Drazda.